Welcome to the podcast of Dr. Norman Thomas. These teachings are designed to empower you to live a higher quality of life. Take a few minutes to receive a deposit of godly wisdom for your day. For more information and more extended teachings from Dr. Thomas, visit normanthomas.org. Many of you that are watching me today, are you're loaded with God's gift inside of you, meaning that you have so much to offer. And what we have been trying to do is teach you the principles concerning what you possess so that what's inside of you can become a reality to you and to those around you. But one of the most important things that has to happen is that you must be prepared to receive what God has given you. And the preparation for receiving what he's given you is to receive and to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. We find examples throughout the Bible, especially in the Gospels, St. Matthew, St. Mark, St. Luke, and St. John, with Jesus' direct interaction with people and how he was introduced to their lives. No one Jesus ever met stayed the same. Their lives always changed, and they lived life at another level after meeting Jesus such as the woman that we find in the book of St. John, chapter 4. Jesus leaves Judea, and he's going to Galilee, but he tells his disciples, we're going to go through Samaria. Now, that was not the path for Jews to travel, because Samaria was a hostile territory because of the warring that went on between Jews and Samaritans, simply based on racial differences. And so... It was not common for Jews to go through Samaria. But Jesus said his disciples, said to his disciples, today we got to go. We got to go. When he got to Samaria, he landed at Jacob's well. And there he went to get water because he was tired from his journey. And he met a woman at that well. At the same time he arrived, a woman arrived. Now, it's, I, I did a little reading, and they say that it's awkward for women to be at the well at this particular time of day. They're either there early in the morning or they're there late in the evening. This was noon, and this was a divine appointment. The disciples went off to find something to eat, and Jesus is there by himself, and now here comes this woman at an awkward time of day, but just at the right time to meet Jesus. And Jesus, a Jewish man, asks this Samaritan woman for a drink of water with no tools of his own to draw water with, no cup of his own to drink from, obviously intending to drink from her cup and to use her tools to draw water. And she cites, why do you ask me? You're a Jewish man, I'm a Samaritan woman, and you're asking me for water? Are you going to drink from my tools? And this begins the exchange that transforms this woman's life. And she didn't know what to do with this because obviously... She and this man, this Jewish man, were not even supposed to be having a discussion. They were not even supposed to be talking to one another. It was against social rules for them to even exchange. But here's Jesus breaking social rules again, and he does it all the time for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of transforming the lives of people. And so this woman is about to be introduced to Jesus, and she's about to discover something great that's on the inside of her. And I believe that there are many of you watching me today. You're in the same predicament perhaps this woman was in. 
just going about her daily routine, just, just going about her, her, her normal day, just doing what she does, but knowing deep inside there's something greater. When will my day come? When will transformation occur for me? Well, we're going to talk to you more about this woman in just a moment. So Jesus asks this woman for a drink of water, and then she responds back to him, why are you asking me for a drink of water? And here's what Jesus says to her. Lady, if you knew who it was that was asking you for water, you would instead be asking me for water. And the water that I would give you will become a wellspring of life on the inside of you, designed to never cause you to thirst again. And the next thing this woman says, I find it somewhat sarcastic because she, she says, well, give me some of this water you're talking about so I'll never have to come to this well and draw water again. You know, it's like, did she really believe what he said? Or was she being a little sarcastic in her response? And so Jesus begins to go a little deeper with her. He says, okay, well, why don't you go first call your husband? And she responds back to Jesus. She says, well, I, I really don't have a husband. And Jesus says, you're right, you don't. As a matter of fact, you've had five. And the man you're with right now is not your husband. So now what's going on? Jesus is speaking to this woman, causing her to realize that this is a deeper conversation than she's thinking. Now she says, I perceive you're a prophet. Now once she perceives that Jesus is a prophet, now she wants to go religious on him. And so she starts having a theological debate with him. And then Jesus basically kills that debate and says, hey, look, you're saying that you, we should worship in the mountains and all this stuff. He says, look, the day's coming when it won't matter. The truth is, is that you worship and you don't know what you worship. But you must worship in spirit and in truth. Basically, what happened here is that Jesus cut to the chase and began to offer this woman eternal life. He began to offer this woman another way of living. He had to let her know that, that he was God and that he knew everything about her. And with knowing everything about her, he still was able to offer her God's love. It changed her life forever. The Bible says that she immediately forgot her pots that were sitting that she brought with her and she ran into the city and began to tell people about this man that she met at the well. And she began to preach to other people about the message that he preached to her. As a matter of fact, the Bible says the entire city of Samaria was, was totally reformed and transformed as a result of this one woman's experience with Jesus. She had one encounter with Jesus and it totally changed her life. An entire city was transformed because she was transformed. What happens when you're transformed? How many people are waiting on the other side of your transformation? How many people are just waiting for you to get it right so they can get it right? I believe the gift that we carry is not for us, it's for others. And God is wooing us to him. He's drawing us to him because God knows exactly what we need in our lives to mature the gift that he has given us so that finally it can reach the masses of the people that it's been created for. 
this woman's life was turned completely around. And she recognized that day that even in the midst of her lifestyle, God still loved her. Even in the midst of everything that was going on with her, that God still loved her and that he had a plan for her life and that he was willing to surrender it to her at her will. I believe that many of you that are watching me today are similar to this woman that we found in the book of St. John chapter 4. She was just going about her daily routine, just like many of you. After watching this, you will head out to work or maybe you're watching it late and you just you come in from a day or maybe you're on a different shift. But that, my point is, is that she was just going about her regular routine in life and she has an encounter. You see, the encounter with God that you have is not contingent upon you being perfect or being ready for God. Too many people are trying to get ready for God. In other words, I talk to people sometimes and I say, hey, you know, you should consider surrendering your life to God and just let him lead you and let him show you how to do this. He says, yeah, but I got a lot of things going on. I got to get right first before I come to God. Well, that's what coming to God is for. Coming in God, coming to God is so you can get it right. You can't. I mean, tell me really, what do you think you can do to get ready for God? I mean, what can you really do to say, okay, God, now I'm ready? Really? No. God makes you ready. And it's coming to him exactly the way you are. We think God is intimidated by our junk. He's not. He's seen it before, and he's seen worse than what you have to offer. God is willing to take you exactly the way you are, and he will make you ready for him. He does that. And how does he do it? By feeding you his principles and feeding you his word and feeding you his way of life for you, just like he did for this woman. He literally fed this woman that day when he met her at this water well. And Jesus went to drink. And, and I believe Jesus knew he was going to meet this woman. That's why they traveled from Judea to Galilee through the city of Samaria because he told his disciples, today we got to go through Samaria. He knew that woman was going to be there. And he knew the impact that it would have on the entire city of Samaria just by making that one decision and meeting that one woman. Now this woman was a woman with all kind of issues. She admitted, she, you know, because Jesus confronted it because she was kind of being sarcastic and Jesus killed all that by saying, won't you go call your husband and bring him back? And she says, well, I really don't have one. I've had five. And the man I'm living with, he's not mine. And so what happened? He, Jesus confronted her lifestyle. And he wasn't doing it to demean her because it was just him and her. But what he wanted to do was to let her know that what he had available for her that day had nothing to do with who she was or had nothing to do with her lifestyle. Your lifestyle may not be what it ought to be. Your lifestyle may not be pretty. But I'm here to tell you it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Jesus is ready for you right now. That's why God prepared this big plan in the first place and that's why it had to happen the way it did by virtue of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. The blood was shed. And the blood was shed to pay for a lifestyle like yours. Because God loves you that much. 
and he wants to show you what he can make of you because it's already planted on the inside of you by virtue of your decision to surrender to Jesus. This woman left her water pots. She left her water pots and went telling everybody about a man she met that had told her all that she's ever did. Can this not be the son of God? And they all came running to see and they all got born again as a result. So today, in order for your gift to manifest, in order for your gift to mature, in order for your gift to be everything God has created it to be, I'm proposing to you that you surrender to Jesus Christ, that you surrender to God's plan for your life. The Bible is full of examples that completely express God's will for you and his will toward you, and it's good. He has good plans for you. He has good thoughts in store for you. And he wants to lead you toward that plan that you can't lead yourself towards. It takes God to lead you there. We do that by making a decision and marking it with a confession of our own mouth, like right now. Pray this with me. Say, God, I surrender. I give you my life. I ask you to come in me and live through me. Make me the person that you've created me to be. And forgive me of my sin. I receive Jesus now. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I really do want you to contact us because we have information that we want to send to you. We want you to know all of the implications of what you just did. And we don't want you to lose not one inch of ground that you've gained today. Keep it all in Jesus' name. If you have enjoyed this time with Dr. Thomas, visit us online at normanthomas.org for more extended versions of these teachings. You may also learn where Dr. Thomas will be speaking at a location near you. Until next time, keep walking by faith.